I won't deny it. I'm a south sider. You don't wanna mess with me. Got the police rushing at me. But I'm calm cause I'm smoking that CBD set. I won't deny it. I'm a south sider. You don't wanna mess with me. Got the police rushing at me. But I'm calm cause I'm smoking that CBD set. She won't deny it. She's a south sider. You don't wanna mess with her. Got the police rushing at her, but she kills him with kindness and laughter. Otra vez, she won't deny it. She's a Southsider. You don't wanna mess with her. Got the police rushing at her, but she kills him with kindness and laughter. Cause she's a comedian. So let the games begin. Like Michael Jordan, we going for the win. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Hanging out, partying like it's your birthday. Uh, hello, everyone out there. I'm Brian Tierney. This is the Blessed Life University podcast, The Blue Podcast for short. With me tonight is Adriana Nana Rodriguez. She is a stand-up comedian. She's the owner of Pafuera Productions, LLC. Through Pafuera, she hosts a monthly show known as the Good Vibe Comedy Show. And that is Good Vibe without an S, correct? Okay, just want to make sure I put some respect on that shit. (laughs) Nana recently performed at the Famous Laugh Factory, the Lincoln Lodge, and Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, She's a part-time personal trainer, keeping your ass in shape. She just performed two shows in Indiana last night, which we are going to talk about right now. So... Nana, what's cracking? What's good? What's up? I just want to say, wow, that intro. That was custom made. I heard that. I like that. You could probably sell that for like weed companies, like CBD. I'm just saying, like the commercial game has not, it's not here yet. I was just thinking like, that's a commercial. That's a Super Bowl commercial. That is something right there. That's a hologram with Tupac there and you in it and I could just see the gummies and them selling it during a Super Bowl commercial that was all flashing in my head when I heard you rep that I was like wow yeah what's I... up everybody I'm sorry what's up how you guys doing what that blew me away cheers, cheers. yes salute good to see you yes yeah, stay hydrated yes the older you get you gotta drink a lot of water and that's why we pee on ourselves when we get older because we're drinking so much fucking water that's true. It I actually. That's true, man. Do you I, notice at night? You don't. You you at night? I wake up at like four a.m. thinking, I'm either gonna get up and pee, or I'm just gonna try to outsmart my bladder. And it never. I never win. I always get up at three a.m. Like I gotta fucking pee again. I like to get it out of my system, so I can focus. That's true. I do like, and you know what the sad part is? It's been like every motherfucking day. <laughs> like as soon as I turn thirty-seven. <laughs> You know what I mean? Your bladder's bad, right? Yeah, you know, like, the problem is... But see, you could whip it out and pee anywhere. Like, that's the thing. If I were you, I'd be pissing everywhere. I'd be like, whoop, here you go. See, I gotta sit and squat and, like, I gotta put my angles out. I gotta push my butt out. Like, I gotta make sure I don't pee on myself. The thing about you, you could just whip it out. That's true, but I still go in the toilet most of the time. But, um... That's why I don't have one. I'd be whipping it out everywhere. I had a friend who taught me how to piss in public without getting caught most of the time. And also, the swagger and confidence of someone who just doesn't give a fuck. So, uh... But I, I have to connect you with my girl. She, uh... And not my, my, my girl. My girl, I don't want to incriminate her ass if it was her. <laughs> but, uh... She pisses in public, too. Like, she does this thing. She, like, opens up the car door and she'll kind of, like, sit on the motherfucking, like... 
uh, the little ledge, yeah, the little yeah, fucking yeah. whatever they call that on the car, yeah. and she just be kind of oh, chilling, like fucking, wow, and just squat, just that's, piss it that's, off. That's that's she is definitely a pro squatter. But that's wait, what I call it, a pro squatter. Pro tip number two: open both doors so the front one's out and the other one, and try to like pull up close to something where it's kind of like blocked off, like a little piss cubicle, oh. kind of like a little urinal, but in the motherfucking like alley Dangerous. or whatever. You know what I mean, like people shouldn't be hating on nature like especially <laughs> if you're trying to hide somewhere yeah, yeah. the neighbors the fucking police yeah. you know what i mean like true. yo i was it's an emergency dog yes. i wouldn't judge you if you were doing it like i don't judge it's just you know i just wish i could just pee like you guys you know i just wish i could it is nice it does have it its advantages nice. yeah. yeah it is yeah it does it does but yeah no to your point fucking it happened kind of all of a sudden. Like, there was times when I was younger, didn't matter how much I drank or none of that shit, I could sleep the whole night yeah. through, and i yes. get up and piss. Yeah. Now, it's like four in the morning, like, fuck! Yeah. I was just about to have a good dream, yes. or yeah, fucking, yeah. I was in the middle of one, and I'm like, you can't really hit to be continued on a motherfucking dream. No, you can't, time. but don't you wish you could? I think the same, I'm in there like, sleeping like, oh no, please go back to bed, this is a good part. And I always wake up, and I'm like, fuck. Right when you're about to fucking win and shit like yeah. that, that's when that shit you wake up, you gotta go piss. I know. I usually dream about eating meat because I'm vegan right now, so I'm always. I've been dreaming about eating meat. Everybody thinks that's weird. I'm like, yeah, well. Right now you're vegan. Uh yeah, I went vegan in uh, January, like full time. Yo. Okay. Yeah. How's that going so far? That is a challenge. It's definitely been a challenge, especially being like from here. You know, we have good food, so we're like the beefs, the hot dogs. That stuff. Say words. You say know, words. Like, say words. Say words. I feel like I, I don't realize how much I eat that stuff until you stop eating that stuff. You know, like I thought it was normal to eat a girl three times a week. You know, I guess it's not, right? Like, I mean, to me, it seems like it. I don't. I never really fuck with euros too much or whatever. But like, I'll eat them. I'm not like, opposed to it. No, I love beefs and you know fuck hot yeah. dogs. Like we're known for hot dogs, you know. So. Well, you were raised on that shit, right? I was. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So it's it's definitely different. You do crave it, but uh, you just kind of like just season the shit out of your veggies you know like and eat I a lot guess. of rice you know it's not that bad it's definitely it's definitely interesting you definitely have to stay up on your eating though like you definitely gotta make sure you're eating enough because if not you're gonna crave things in your water game talk about water game dude you gotta drink a hell of a lot of water i do i so. drink i've been drinking more lately than than like ever and like i sit a lot for my job mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here in the office and fucking, you know, I just, it helps me to get, get up because when you sit a lot, like, that's just not good for your blood pressure. No. You can feel it. If you've right. been sitting for a long period of time, you stand up, you're like, fuck, am I out of breath? Like, I yeah. just stood up. What the fuck? But drinking enough water to keep me getting up and going yeah. to the bathroom, like, you look helps like me you lost weight, place. though. Girl, I, know I wish. You, I thought you, I know I'm you scared stopped to look in the for... fucking camera no. view of this thing. I gotta, I gotta be a little better. I'm, I'm gonna cut it down to real low carb or no carb. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to eliminate sugar. We'll see what happens, but I I've been lifting weights, so yes, that maybe gives my, is, my arms a little yeah, bit more definition yeah, and shit. Yeah, that's what it looks like. You look tighter um, than arms. You're, you look like a you're ready bit. to beat some ass right now. You well, look like you could be a bouncer or like a top security guard <laughs> right now. At you five do. Foot five. Hey man, I've seen some little security guards. Uh, you know they're like little chihuahuas. They'll fuck you up. I don't fuck with that. Size does not matter. It's the fight in you. 
Yeah, I mean, so, well, you know me. I've been fucking scrapping since way back. You've seen UFC. Yeah. Some of those motherfuckers are little, okay? And they kick ass. That's my favorite shit is the So, UFC. you know, yeah, that shit's... I wouldn't want to fuck with any of them. No. None of them. Mm-hmm. If you know technique and you got fucking good cardio and shit, that's a nasty that's combination. Need. It is. That's all you need. a nasty combination. And speaking of vegan, it's got to be hard for you to be vegan because you live... Yeah. Well, you live right by fucking Burger King and Portillo's and shit. <laughs> Portillo's, yeah. Oh my God! Let I don't know me which tell one you a smells story. They Hold together. on, that is so funny. So I was high one day because you know that's what you do. You know, you get the munchies, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go to Portillo's and see if they got a vegan option. I pick up my cousin, I go through the drive-through, and I'm like, hey, do you guys have something that's not meat? You know, I don't eat meat. She's like, fish. I'm like, yeah, it's not really, you know. I mean, I'm like 90% vegan. Like, here's the thing. People are like, I'm vegan. So like, oh, you must wear hemp and you must not rock leather. I'm like, hold on. I'm not that vegan. I'm not like PETA vegan. All right. Like, I'm still normal. I mean, I'm not saying that vegans are normal, but you know, I'm not that type of vegan where it's like, I judge you like church. You know, I've been, I'm, I grew up Catholic. I know what it feels to be shamed. All right. So some of y'all vegans need to calm down. I'm like 80% vegan. I'll dabble in, you know, a little bit of eggs if I have to. They're good. I might accidentally eat a little bit of cream cheese that's not vegan, but I'm not I'm not betraying my people here, okay? So Well, you just started. I know. You it's just like it's January. like the pressure. This is like relax everybody. It's like, <gasps> "Did you did you smell the bacon? I might have smelled it, but I didn't lick it." All right, relax. So What the hell was I saying? Well, no, how about oh. fish? Oh, fish, yeah, I'll eat fish. I like fish. And then the, it's good for But you. then I say that, and people are like, you're a pescatarian. I'm like, you know what? I'm just whatever I am. I'm like, I feel like I'm coming out of the closet all over again, you know? Like, fucking shit. Yeah, like, I'm just what I am. All that fucking judgment and yeah. shit. It's like, I'm just trying to eat healthy. Yeah, I'm just trying to eat healthy, take really. That's what it is. I want to take a break because, you know, it's good to take a break. I've been watching a lot of documentaries and reading things about, like, it's good to take a break from things. And that's it, like... I don't know why it freaks people out, though. It does. Like, people freak out when you're doing different... Like, when you start doing different things and changing, people are like, oh, it's like, a, it's like it's like scary. And it's like, why is it scary for you? I'm the one that's changing. I'm the one going through things. But I think life is all about evolving, right? Like, you're supposed to evolve. If you don't evolve, then I don't think you're experiencing life the way it should be, right? We shouldn't be the same the next day. Something should happen where we should have learned something and kind of like not look at it and be like all right now i know like i don't know every day i feel like i like want to learn something new or i want to be able to you know any in any form me too because i think that's how you learn and how you evolve me too um you know i was a wild child and shit and i know we both (laughs) in our own ways but you know you don't have that same energy and your body changes over time like we're just talking about pissing in the middle of the night and all this (laughs) right and so you know, I start doing different shit. Like I journal now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I do a little bit of meditation, but I do yoga. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I'm doing yoga tomorrow night. They do it. Nice. Almost every I Monday gotta night. I do that more. Come, are you working I, tomorrow? Yeah, night? I close. Oh, I, shit. But I do heavy meditation, and I love like I do heavy meditation. I do heavy um, mantras. Like I do like the I I play on some like heavy meditation music for like an hour and just like zone out to it i'm gonna give you um or i'll send you these mp3s maybe i'll put them on google drive and share them with you so fucking there's this book by this guy jack cornfield interesting fucking name <laughs> i think it's cornfield are but, you uh, serious yeah it yeah. just came from indiana it was nothing but cornfield <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh my god 
but fucking he has guided meditations so it's like a little five or six track and they have different ones for like different things so like you have ones to deal with emotions or to deal with mental focus or focus on your breathing whatever and um so I'll, i'll share those with you but yeah i've been doing all that shit you know exercising and shit so like you know thank you for the compliments telling me i look fucking tone or whatever but it wasn't like that for a long time because i neglected that shit you know and um i for a long time like in my teenage years in high school i exercised like crazy in my 20s i kind of kept up with it and then law school hit and i only did like cardio not really much mm-hmm. weightlifting but uh i let my body go especially in these first few years in the business and i just started shrinking i could see it and it's like it's sad. It's like I could have been much stronger, much healthier if I did it, to, you know, if I did it more consistently throughout the years. And it feels so good to, to exercise. Like, mm-hmm. I'll do just a bunch of different, like, weight routines. I'll do, like, four or five different things. Everything from fucking legs and arm strength with, like, weighted squats and, pu- like, push, like pu- pushing weights upward and, like, grip strength shit, too. Because you need that. Like, if you really need to get a hold of a motherfucker, you need to hold them. You know what I mean? Like, really get a hold of them. Like, you ain't getting away from me, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I've been working on all that shit. And it, and it makes you feel good, you know. And so, uh, you got to do that as you get older. Because, uh, you know, I was over there at Aldi's last night. I'm picking up this wine and all this. And, um... Uh-huh. Oh, this is where the wine trade. Yo, Aldi's got a good timeout. Shout out to Aldi's at their liquor section. They are like, it's like a liquor store up in there, man. It's like a one-aisle liquor I store. I know. And the prices are right, too, with inflation and shit. You got to be fucking watching them pennies and shit. <laughs> and it's name brand shit, too, a lot of times. It's like, you get these manufacturers where they, they don't want to, like, slow down. They want to keep their production going. So they're, they're like, we'll sell this to you. Just put a fucking generic label on there and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they actually have name brand shit, but it's a little more fewer and farther in between. But whatever, I got respect for game. You know what I mean? All the Polish kids we used to go to grade school, they always used to shop at all these shit. And that's why the motherfuckers were rich. They had a fucking million dollars of mattress money at least for every fucking kid they had and shit like that, you know? Because they fucking save money like a motherfucker. They're eating them 39 cent chips back in the day, them little oh, bags of 39 yeah. cent chips from all these and shit. Mm. Oh, shit. But uh, I'm over there in the fucking parking lot. I'm loading up my shit. And I don't know if it was Burger King or Portillo's, but I think it might have been Burger King because it always kind of was. Like, even before that Portillo's was there, it was like in the cartoons where you see the little fucking scent of, like, steam just fucking float over there with that shit. Like, it smells so good. Mm-hmm. Like a goddamn yeah, black it party. it does. It does. Oh, I fuck. It does. It smells like barbecue. Like, smells like summertime by my house all the time. I fucking hate it. Especially when it's hot out. I'm like, fucking weenies. I smell weenies. I'm gay, and I'm fucking craving weenies. I'm like, I fucking want a weenie. So... It's all I right. You to... got to mix it up. <laughs> nah, hell no. Hell no. Fuck it. I'll stay vegan. Fuck that. Keep that shit away from me. Keep your weenie away from me. But I went to Portillo's and I asked. The girl's like, oh, wait. You can ask at the window for a wean, a veggie dog. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to ask for a veggie dog. And I was so excited. I'm like, man, they got a veggie dog. How come nobody said anything? I didn't even see it on the menu. Why are they keeping it away from vegas? This is the next best thing. Oh, my God. Portillo. Th- and I have stock in Portillo. So I'm thinking, like, this is the Fuck next yeah, best thing. Fuck yeah, me too, girl. So... I go home, I, I tell my cousin, like, we'll share half. He's not a vegan, but he likes to try vegan things. You know how you got that one friend that's like, I'll try it. So to I see open if it's it. Good, yeah. yeah, I open it up. I'll fucking look at it. I'm looking for the weenie. There's no weenie. They fucking sold me a Chicago style hot dog with the ingredients and the condiments and that fucking bun, but no weenie. 
I, I thought like, there was actually going to be like a meat I'm, substitute. Yeah, me too. Thing. I'm like, you said. Do you think meat? they just forgot to put it in there? I don't know. Like one motherfucker, <laughs> no. they're going on the assembly I, line. One <laughs> motherfucker forgets to put the thing in there. The other guy just throws the condiments out, wraps it, up, throws it out. I was just like, oh my god. And my cousin's like, what is it? And he was laughing because they like, oh my god, they gave you a veggie dog. Basically, they gave you everything but the weenie. I was like, I like, should I go on Twitter? What do I do here? Do I take a picture? Talk to the manager. Nah, I just, I, mean, I just thought mo- it was funny. I was like, oh my god, you know, that's crazy. No weenie. Well, I want to know the answer now. I want to know if they're if it they probably forgot was to put just it in or what? no. I don't think there was no weenie because it wasn't even on the menu. So. Well, I mean, they fucking. So that's like, that's the kid. That's what I want to know, guys. Can you solve this mystery? Is there a, is there a real veggie hot dog at Portillo's, or did I get duped? <laughs> did I did they just make this shit up? I think she was like, "Yo, bitch, no one's ever came here asking for a meatless option at Portillo's. Take your ass fucking to." Fucking what? Whole Foods? I don't know. Like, you know, she was probably like, go to Burger King for the Impossible Burger. We don't have an Impossible Beef. Well, that's that's what I was thinking. Maybe it was like an Impossible Dog, you know what I mean? Nah, I don't think they do. Because they would advertise it. Like, Burger King advertised the shit out of their Impossible Burger. Yeah, well, fucking Portillo's got taken over uh, in the last, like, ten years. So, back in the day, it was the dude Dick Portillo or whatever. And now, there was this private equity firm mm-hmm. from Boston who fucking bought a majority majority uh, stake in Portillo. So I'm thinking maybe because of the corporate shit, they're like, all right, we're going to switch it up. We want to fucking be friendly to everybody, mm-hmm. fucking broader cool. appeal with the vegan dogs and that maybe would... an impossible burger. I wouldn't rule that shit out. They might I have know. an impossible burger. Hey, Portillo's, I will advertise you. I'm, we can make it up that way, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I won't go get mad. I'll forgive you. Just get me the, get me. Brian can rap the song about the weenie, and I could be the one eating the weenie in the commercial. <laughs> like, oh, this shit's so good. I'm getting it all over my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny, man. Well, that fucking song or whatever from the beginning, I've been doing it, like, every time. Um, at the beginning is like a little intro. We, we do a couple of different ones. Like in the winter time, we do like I Got Sunshine and shit. Mm. Um, just to try to get some motherfuckers some sunshine yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. And then that one, I was like, I always had my own version where it's like, you know, I won't deny it. I'm a South Sider. You don't want to fuck mm. with me because they can't do nothing to an attorney and shit like that because I threw in that little yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, there's two versions of that song. So there's the Tupac one, there's a Nate Dog one. So lately I've been doing the more singing one, like the yeah. Nate Dog shit. And in order to get that right, I rehearsed it like 50 times before you got here. I'm kidding. It probably wasn't that many. It was but, probably like 500 times. <laughs> it was less than that in any fucking time. Here, here's the weird part. So like, I had a buddy in law school. Uh, shout out to Adam Rayford. And he goes, he's like, I'm all about timing. He's like, you give me an hour, I'll get it done in an hour. You give me five hours, I'll get it done in five hours. So today you're like, yo, I got some shit to do. I, 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 you know, I got a meeting with a friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well then. Shit, I was barely ready, like, right around the time you were getting here. I fucking, you know, cleaned up around here. I mean, there's still some more work to be done, but I got a lot of shit done and cleared out a lot of paperwork because that shit will fucking kill you. Mm. But uh, now I'm fucking giving back to the circle of life in the recycling bin. Oh, <laughs> shit. But, um, but yeah, no, so yeah, it took all that time, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do for fucking Adriano and shit like that? I'm like, I got to make up a song real quick. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta think of something that rhymes, so I fucking did that real quick. Damn. But it worked out. Yeah. I fucking hit it on the first time. Yeah. I love you, Brian. You did good, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was good, man. Hell yeah. So, uh, last night you had them shows in Indiana. So, uh, tell us about that. That was, um, that was very interesting. It was, it was Indiana, you know, you, um, 
It was fun. Uh, I went to this spot at, uh, in Indiana. I was like uh, probably like the only Latino there in the crowd. Um, but it, it was it was interesting. It, it was definitely challenging. I think as a comedian, it's very important to step out your comfort zone. You know, like you know you're funny amongst your people, but you really get to see if you're funny amongst strangers, right? So um, it, it's definitely rewarding to hear strangers come up to you that you've never met tell you like well that was real good let me know when you're back out here and making connections so that was that was um very motivating you know like I think as a performer you're always looking how to challenge yourself because that's what it's about is growing and working the room and and if you're not funny that's okay it's part of the gig you're gonna not be funny in certain aspects but um it was fun yeah it was definitely fun it was uh it was definitely what you expected in Indiana. Cornfields, like, let me just tell you, I was nervous the whole way there. I was like, I had all these gummies on me, and I was with my pen. I'm not saying I was driving, but I'm just saying. You had your pen in, in your I possession. I had it, yeah, and it was just. But it was hanging out there, yeah, that's it, that's all. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. It's just, um, Indianans are very interesting people, you know? Well, a lot of Cubs fans over there. Holy cow! I almost I wore my socks jersey. I didn't wear it to the venue. I wore it to like to have just in case. It was like my backup outfit. And one guy was like, "Are you a Cubs fan?" I'm like, "No, I'm a Sox fan." He's like, "Oh," he's like, and he showed me up the front of the building. He's like, "Look at that!" It was like a big like replica of Wrigley Field like painting. And I'm like, I didn't even notice that. I was like, I must not walk around with my nose up. I just walk around with like dead straight into people's faces, but. I'm glad I didn't do that because I would have, I would have been a bad night starting off with a wrong jersey in the wrong venue. That's the thing you gotta worry about. You see, you gotta be neutral when you dress. I don't know. I don't know. It's I like mean, gang banging, you know. It's like, what color can I wear for this comedy show, you know? Or like, that's how I feel when I go to like Indiana. Like, all right, what team can I represent here, you know? Like. Well, the thing is, a lot of people in Indiana are from Illinois. I know. There is. Yeah, there I, is. I have, like, two or three friends who are pretty close to me fucking moved to Indiana. Some of our grade school friends fucking really? moved out there. Yeah. It's cheaper. Our buddy, he was a year younger than us. Oh. I helped him with his sale here when he sold, and he fucking moved out there, you know? Yeah. It's definitely cheaper in, in all ways, from taxes to the price of yeah. probably consumer goods and shit, you know? They can't do it. No. Yeah, I mean, it's a different way of life, you know? Yeah, it is. It's different. It's different. But, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was funny. I went to, um, uh, you ever heard of, like, Wu's House? It's, like, a restaurant. Uh, they have one, like, in Orland. It's a, it's a, it's a sushi, like, yeah, 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 place. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had one over there where I was at, and I went, and it was, like, it was cracking in there. Like, you could tell that that's the place where people go on a Friday or Saturday night. The people from town, like, that's where they go to party. I'm just, like, in there... It's just like an adult kitty land. That's what it looked like. And everybody was just having a good time. Yeah. A little too much of a good time for me. I was like, oh my God, I want to go back to the hotel. I feel safe there. This was after the show? <laughs> no, this was before the show. It was just, it was just in- interesting, you know. It's um, it's it's cool to meet people. You see people from different walks of life. Um, But yeah, you could tell. Mm-hmm. I want some sushi now. Oh man, I love sushi. Love sushi. You know, Jewel has some fucking sushi, like, right over by the little deli counter. I looked at it the other day, because, like, back in the day, I would have never touched fucking sushi <laughs> from Jewel. But this motherfucker had me looking twice. It was kind of like, 
Ooh. I made sushi from Jewel, and it's not that bad. Okay, For real? yeah, heck yeah. And it wasn't even that expensive, but can you no. just some little rolls, a little rice rolls? I have sushi from Jewel. I've had sushi from Whole Foods. I've had sushi from Mariano's. I'm uh, I'm a sushi hoe. Okay, I've had sushi from everywhere. You know, I like sushi. Some of them really bougie grocery stores. They have a thing where they'll fucking make it right in the middle yeah, of the watch them. Yeah, they it. do. Mariano's yeah. does. For real? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck Jewel over here. Uh, on Archer Avenue fucking they got the little Starbucks in there and sushi's not too far away and like they're trying to get all those yuppie motherfuckers <laughs> your coffee and then you see that shit ooh sushi I'll, I'll yep, have some for lunch yep. I'll just take that to kind of nibble on it <laughs> mm-hmm. sushi good but uh, yeah so you had the show last night and you actually did two shows what time did those go on um, one was at 8.30 and one was at 10 or oh. no yeah 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 yeah. okay so right after each one yeah. how long did they give you on the set Uh, like t- 12 minutes yeah okay yeah. Just gotta hit them quick and dirty. <clears throat> quick and dirty, yeah. You just get straight to it. Yeah, it was it was fun. You gotta mess with the crowd. Um, you know the, it's just it's just fun to mess with people. Like that's the best, you know. Yeah, you gotta test the, the limits a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, Who's gonna tolerate this yeah. shit? You guys cool or what? Yeah. Are we exactly. all down? Yeah, no. It's um, it's funny because like I mean, if you're funny, if you're confident, I I feel like you could probably get along with just about anybody mm-hmm. or your fucking working room because, you know. Some some of the white comics and shit out there are probably like I don't know I'm, I'm I don't want to generalize or assume anything, but people get used to it. It's like you know what I mean. Like they get somebody like you, some fucking street flavor and fucking mm-hmm. came up and came up in Illinois and shit. Mm-hmm. Like just hit them with some good shit, like some new shit. I'm sure they love it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got their way of like everybody's got their way of they do it how they do it. You know, there's street flavor, then there's. There's a totally, like, different type of comedy, like a shy angle comedy. There's so many different, like, that's the thing about Chicago is that there's so many different styles of comedy. And there's, it's a great city for comedy, you know, like, this, this is, like, really a place where you can go into the south side, to the north side, to any, anywhere and work all different types of room, you know. So that's good, you know, because it helps you perform on your performance, right? You're working a room on the north side, you're working a room on the south side, working a room on the suburbs, you know? So, like, the exposure you get from working different rooms is very important. For sure, for sure. Um, I've seen all sorts of different styles of comedy, and I think the cool thing is maybe I was a little more sheltered from the scene when I was younger, but I feel like there's more rooms now than there ever were oh, before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now there, I think... For sure, there is a lot more because uh, I feel like there's more opportunity that way, you know, like there wasn't, there isn't, you don't see a lot of women shows as much. There, There is now, like there's a lot more popping up, but like it's because we kind of had to make our own shows, you know, that's why, <clears throat> that's why I started my thing, you know, I started because there wasn't really much of an outlet and I wanted to make an outlet and an avenue for more people, not just for myself. It wasn't like I want to throw shows because I want to perform for me. Like it was, it was like I want to throw shows because I want people to perform because there's a lot more funny people out there. There's way more funnier people than me, and I want people to see them and I want to help these people get some money and like say, hey man, there's a lot of talent out here. So that's that's why I started what I started about our Productions, and and that's where it all came from was for the love of it, like. Like, the people need to see this. People need to go out and, and see how, how much talent there is. There's so much out there, especially the women in this in the city and in, in the comedy game um, are killing it, you know. There's, there's a lot of great women out there. So shout out to the women in the comedy game. Keep it up. Um, for sure. And for to sure. the men, too. But, you know, the ladies, it is it is still the, uh, 
the almost the end of what Women's History Month, right? March. Yeah. It was also St. Patty's Day. You know. That was your holiday, right? Yeah, I'm celebrating. Out there, where were you? Where were you? What would you do, Brian? What'd you do? Well, I kicked it off actually in February. Oh, you kicked it off in February. Okay. The Dropkick Murphys came through. Oh, okay. They're Irish rock band out of Boston. Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah. Punk punk rock and uh, they go hard in the paint, and I fucking love them because. Where'd you see them at? The Radius. Oh, how is that venue? It's bigger than I expected. Really? I'm. It's a fucking giant ass warehouse of a place. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. So like. It's like uh, West Loop over there by like Canal or some shit, and um, Pilsen, yep. yeah, yeah, East Pilsen mm-hmm. or whatever. It's on yeah, over that way, and fucking, um, it's like they they actually have a lot of parking um next to the building, which is dope. It's their own lot because I was like, you know, I was like, fuck, where am I gonna park? Well, when I bought the tickets, they had parking. I'm like, all right, and they didn't really tell you where the fuck it was, but it's like right there, like parking here, and I was like, oh sweet, everybody there was really cool. So you get in there. There's, like, a coat check and a fucking bar, and then there's bars all over the venue, and then, like, they sell the merch and shit up front, and when you go into the main, like, corridor of the hall, it's fucking huge. It's, like, it's got to be, I mean, at least as long as a football field, like, 100 yards, and, like, maybe 50 wide. It's, like, yeah, it's it's big, because the place, it wasn't sold out, but it was full, but it was nice full, because it was, like so big that you were comfortable you could yeah you got, like shoulder yeah, room, to shoulder right, right. You, people weren't bumping you you could get through yeah. and shit it was dope so i went it was uh me and my friend diana nufio shout out to diana and her daughter and my other friend selling martinez and so her uh, diana's daughter karen she just turned 16 and um it was her first show and she brought a friend of hers from high school and this was like the vibe that I got was this like calm kind of relaxed happiness where people were just glad to be out. Um, they weren't enforcing the mask mandate, even though like it wasn't lifted till right, like beginning of March or right at the end mm-hmm. of February, but nobody, there was like a few people maybe wearing a mask. Like I wasn't, I'm like, I've been afraid of the fucking COVID in a long time. Uh, I've never really was, but, um, I was more cautious in the past and now I've just been taking, um, I've been doing nasal cleansing with disinfectants like uh, betadine, which is like a wound cleaner. Mm. They use it in the hospital to, um, like, kill bacteria and viruses. And uh, uh, it was Dr. Peter McCullough was saying that fucking uh, they were using that in places like India to really crush the COVID numbers. So you have to dilute it. You can't just take it straight. It's strong shit. So you put it in water. You take, like, a teaspoon or two and just stir it up. And, like, you can either use a novage or, like, a little baby syringe bulb and just... You know, you snort it back, get it, like, to cleanse the whole sinuses, spit it out, gargle with it, and fucking, you're good to go. So, I've been doing that. Um, I got some ivermectin on sneak tip. Like, they tell you, that shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they were giving it to people, like, three weeks in when they were dying already and shit. <laughs> but uh, we saw when fucking, my brother's like, dude, I was looking at it when the Queen of England got fucking COVID. And they were showing her me- uh, medicine <clears throat> regimen. And he's like, when you zoom in the back, you can see they were giving her fucking ivermectin was one of the things. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't want to give it to us, huh, motherfuckers? <laughs> Just get, keep on getting stabbed. Fucking keep on putting yeah. a synthetic no. a fucking spike protein into you and shit. Like, I'm like, so I, I didn't get doing boosted. All sorts of shit. No, I didn't get boosted. I didn't get boosted. Uh, I'm not going to get boosted. And I got the shots that I was supposed to, but, like, I'm only going to get boosted if they offer me more free stuff. But I ain't doing it for nothing. <laughs> Yo, I ain't I, selling myself. No, I'm just not. I'm good. I'm good. I've survived this far. If it's my time. yeah, the protection of that shit doesn't last. And it's like they they don't they have no idea mm-hmm. what the long term consequences are because people are getting side effects yeah. from it. And uh, 
again, I think these it was, are my thoughts. These are his thoughts. We're not doctors. Just well, I'm, it out there. I'm gonna quote a doctor. So Dr. Peter McCall was saying fucking um, wow. that uh, that there's now an FDA warning label on the the vaccines that they may cause myocarditis, which is heart mm-hmm. swelling and shit like that. Wow. And you know, people are having side effects. Just the things aren't fully approved yet, and it yeah. is what it is. So we don't have to go down that whole trail. But I kind of regret getting them quite honestly because yeah. i did have some side effects and yeah. uh and i in some ways i don't know if i'm fully the same since i had it but i'm i'm wow close. what what did you get what did i get did i get superpowers sure. too <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> hold on hold on because things yeah. have been going pretty good for me lately so maybe these are good side effects i don't know i, I feel think... like i'm more in tune with myself am i alive am i here hold on is this covid <laughs> what's going on is this the vaccine <laughs> Who knows? Oh, you got superpowers? Let's talk I don't, about I, that. I don't know about superpowers. I just hope that I don't die early. Call in to us. Let us know your COVID vaccine superpowers. Yeah, no, but for real, I talked to a friend of mine. I'll tell you more about this shit after the podcast or whatever, but she had some side effects that were fucking weird. And I guess you could kind of call it a superpower, but not one that was expected. Um, but uh, anyway... Fucking, yeah, so the show was good. So I kicked it off. No, what was the superpower? Hold on. I will tell you after the oh, fucking okay. thing. Right. After, right. after we're right. done that's with the, it. That's the, uh, the after hours podcast show that you won't see. <laughs> I'll tell you after what happened. It was surprising because I, I started mentioning it and she was like, yeah, that shit happened to me. I was like, for real? But, um, but yeah, so I kicked it off for St. Patrick's. I kicked it off. Dropkick Murphy show with the radius was the shit. I'm going to go back to that venue. They do a lot of cool shows there. Yeah. I'm um, going there in April. I'm going to see Disclosure about tickets. Disclosure? Yeah. They're Who's like, that? They're like a house. They're these two guys. They do house music. Well, shit. Maybe I'll go. They're dope. They are the shit. They have a lot of good EDM shows. And they do, there. yeah, they do like EDM music and it's like live, they do like live instruments. So it sounds like listening to DJ and it's live. I've seen them before a long time ago. Where it's house? Yeah, it's oh my god! You've never shit. heard of Disclosure? You no. have, yeah, you have. I mean, if, I might have heard some of their shit. If but I, I didn't play know their music, you will be like, "Oh, yeah, I know who they are." Trust me, you have. You totally have. When is it? You know, uh, they're here at the end of April, that thirty first and the May first. I'm going that Sunday, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Okay, yeah, maybe we'll check I'm it out. Definitely gonna dance my ass off. I'm gonna be very sweaty. Okay, <laughs> yeah, two okay. Yeah. Oh man. Shh. We're doing push-ups on a dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Some motherfuckers do that. Yeah, I'm that motherfucker. I'm that motherfucker. I just randomly pull out push-ups. Like, when we were younger, we used to dance for the love of the game. Now it's just to get some exercise in. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I turn on my little Apple Watch. I'm like, what are we on? What setting are we on? I usually do my hit one, my hit high-intensity interval training when it comes to dancing in the club. I don't even go to the club no more. That's just crazy. I still do once in a while. But here's, like, the shit. The so, club? Yeah, like, once in a while. Like, um, I was out with... Uh, I feel like I'm in an out-of-body experience when I go. Because I'm like, <laughs> it feels like, feels like I'm, I'm, like, here right now. This is weird. Yeah, I mean, I go to Studio 63 over there in Summit. Because I know Louis Tayawa. Shout out to Louis. Who owns the motherfucker now. Great pickup, dude. <laughs> we love you so much, man. I'm so proud of you. You got a fucking nightclub and shit. And one with a long history, too, because a lot of places come and go, but that's, like, one of the ones that's withstood the test yeah. of time. And, uh, you know, once in a while, I'll check out the competitors. Sorry, Louis. I know. Just shout out. Once in a while, I'll stop at Mars. And then Zoe's over here on Archer. It used to be Bohico. That place is pretty fucking jumping. I tried to go there one night recently, and they turned us away. They're like, sorry, we're at capacity. I'm like, capacity, motherfucker. I've never 
in my life been told I capacity in a fucking place on the south side on Archer Avenue, you know, nonetheless. But um, but yeah, no, I I went this last week. I was at Realty Chicago Pilsen had a little happy hour, and there was actually a competing event. So I went there and I was like, fuck, I thought Rockwood had, had like it'd be more like fucking more people there, but it wasn't. But I danced there, and we went to some place in Pilsen afterward because it wrapped up kind of early. Um, it was called something Whistle. Um, it's a f- Penny Whistle. Penny Whistle. That's it. That place was the shit. Yeah, I've been there. And fucking, it's like the spot to go. Like mm-hmm. everybody loves that motherfucker now, and it's like nice and inside all the decor is real kind of a classy feeling and shit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we were there, and then uh, Friday night I had a wedding for one of like my best friends from high school. When you fucking dance like that a couple nights in a row, like. I don't know if it's I don't have enough comfortable shoes or whatever. <laughs> my feet feel like they're broken sometimes. Like the bones are like fucking, oh, wow. what do they call those like hairline fractures yeah, or yeah, some yeah, shit? And my yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, going hard and fucking shoes fucking shit up. And like your fucking calves are sore and your fucking uh, you booty muscles need are sore. Good shoes. You, yeah, you need good shoes for sure. Fuck. And I got some Dress decent shoes. ones, but. Dress shoes are not the best dance shoes. They're not, but I got a comfortable pair. Dad shoes. They're are the wide, like wider fucking ones because I got a fat foot. The only mm-hmm. thing is I need arch supports, they told me. Yeah, you need dad shoes. That's what you need. Dad shoes? Yeah, like New Balance. I, I got some New Balance. Shoes. I'm about to show you my yeah, New Balance before see, we got here. Yeah, before we got here, yeah, I got them over there. Yeah, see, those are the ones you those need Those are their on. shit. Yeah, like, exactly. Who cares? They don't have to match your fucking suits. Wear them. Who gives a fuck? You'll, you'll be called dad shoes. Who gives a shit? These dad shoes ain't fucking walking around with hurt feet. I mean, I usually, like, when I like to go out, I've been rocking the track suit and, like, some fucking New Balances. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't go crazy on the kicks. Like, I, I am going to probably pick up a couple different pair of Nikes and shit. My guy's got some nice Air Maxes and shit that look fucking straight with whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, I rock the New Balances, and I'm all about the track suit. So, like, me and my guy, Matt, you'll meet him one day. Um, He's coming to practice law with me in, like, May or June. And uh, he, he's from Wisconsin. He just passed Illinois bar exam, and we were law school roommates while trying to save money on an apartment. You get a bulk discount when it's more fucking, you know what I mean? A couple people splitting it or whatever. And fucking, um, he's all about the tracksuits too. So like, I had just watched the whole Sopranos for like the first time. Like, when I was younger, we didn't have cable. You know, my dad didn't believe in fucking paying that bill every month. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had only seen like a little bit of Sopranos over at my friend's house, and. When you look at the Sopranos, I'm like, God damn, son. I'm like, first of all, they have, like, a new tracksuit in every scene. They look so comfortable always going around. Like, they're doing yes, business. They're talking shit to yes, people. They're comfortable yes, ready to fucking yes. swing. And I was like, I wonder what the fucking tracksuit budget on that show was. They had Adidas, yeah. fucking Puma, Fila. They had those Fila ones. Like, Fila used to be an Italian man, brand. I love I'm always in sweatpants. Every chance I get, I want to wear sweatpants. Like... I feel like if I describe my look, it's definitely a gay gym teacher. Like, I look like a lesbian gym teacher. Time for some kickball. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, fucking do oh, it. Oh, I look like, um... Miss Lopez from fucking oh St. Joe's. God, back then. Remember her? Yes. She had the curly hair and shit. She was fucking... I was like, I was like, I want to be her. I want to be her, you know? But yeah, or like, uh, a Little League, someone the other day at my work was like, you look like a Little League coach. I'm like, shut up, because I, I do... No, I look pretty gay. You know? The world needs little e coaches yeah. now. 
I won't be one though. I just I don't like I I I wouldn't I could not see myself as a little league coach. I'd be like too Joe Jackson. I couldn't take losing. I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like I'm like I'd I'd snap. You know, they probably need that. They do need it. These punk ass kids now need it. Hell yeah, they do. That's why we're selling so much weed. People are smoking weed more because these punk ass kids are driving you. Like you know, my I think we came from the generation where our parents drank their problems away, right? So now, the interesting thing now is that this generation is, I'm going to smoke and just get high, and, and hopefully my kids' issues will go away. Like, the, that's the trend right now. Well, you it know? helps you to remain more calm. It does. While you're dealing with, with your with kids, kids, probably. Yeah, probably. Day, I don't have kids, but I could just feel it. I feel for people who have kids, you know? You could feel it. Like, you could see the difference in how people are coping with things, you know? They're coping with things more like through smoking and getting high as opposed to drinking. Like, you know, I, I feel like you're seeing lines at places where people buy weed at dispensaries way bigger than liquor stores you well, it looked like a Black Friday fucking oh my God, thing a Black when they Friday. first opened them in, in Illinois they were showing them lines like it was like a Christmas sale and that motherfucker that's all the time that's all the time well for real I, I went in the fucking your place which I won't say the name of but uh, I do like to support local business I went in there it, it was like it was like going into a federal building like ID fucking we're gonna pat you down and shit I'm fucking over there fucking getting all searched and shit like alright I'm safe I'm a trusted traveler now I can walk my ass in there get some fucking weed products yeah. and shit but, um, but I mean, I guess that's all good, you know, fucking yeah. keep it nice and safe. You never know or whatever. But yeah, to your point, I know a lot of parents who do smoke weed and I'm, I'm glad too, because you know, it makes them more calm. It helps them deal with the stresses and the sensory, you know, overload yeah. that you get from dealing with children and it makes you more compassionate. So you're dealing yeah. with them in a more compassionate way. Yeah, it does. It makes you chill out. I mean, I think in a, I think in general in the society, we're all high strung. We're all like. We're, we're the number one thing that causes any type of like illness is stress, right? Like, it's the number, a, it's, it's the number one area. thing in America, I googled this, and Google ain't a liar. And if it is, then Google's lying. But the number one thing, uh, is heart disease, and heart disease is a bunch of things underneath that. There, you can get a cardiac arrest, you can get a stroke, and a lot of that, there's one big thing under that umbrella, and that's stress. stress. So, like. You know, when I meet people, and I'm not saying this just to say this about me, but when I meet people and I do I do a set, and I do a set about my age, how I'm getting older, and I say my age, I know I look young, and I say it because when I say my age on stage, people are like, oh, they gasp, like, oh my God, and it's like, and they're, they're like, how do you do it? And I tell them, like, I don't stress out. Like, that's the thing. Like, we, we choose what we want to stress about. Like, you are the one who's in control of what you're going to stress over, Right. And a lot of times I, I've like I've been learning and meditating and reading is that what you can't control, why stress about it? And I feel like we all stress over things we can't control. The only thing you can control is how you react to something. And if you can react better to then stressing, you're gonna be all right. And I think we don't do that. I know we don't do that. And that's what I do. That's it's a hard thing to do because it, a lot of times it's like it's easy to say. Because it is. You basically have to learn how to check yourself. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like, I 
their hot dog story. Funny story, right? But I was pissed off For about my weenie, dude. When I was, you, when I went red. Like, when I got home, I oh, was yeah, hungry. Yeah. I had the munchies. I was like, you don't understand. Like, I was unwrapping that present like the kid from the Christmas story getting the fucking gun. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I'm gonna eat this weenie. I'm so excited. I haven't had a vegan weenie. This is my first vegan weenie. No fucking weenie. I was pissed, dude. I was ra- I was like, I'm going on Twitter. I'm going to go and write a BBB letter. I was going to go in on the... I was going to do, like, an Instagram live real thing talking about fuck, you know. But I didn't, right? And in those two seconds, you know, like, you know the phrase zero to a hundred? Yeah, you can do that. Your sensors are like, oh, you're mad. And then I just say, you know what? This is funny. I got to calm down. And I did. And I checked myself, you know. And 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 that's what I think is very important, that you got to acknowledge when you're tripping over stupid shit. And most of the time we are. And I think that's what I what I do is I try to, like, not trip about shit. And that doesn't mean I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> I care about things, but I don't care that much where it's going to, I'm going to let it bother me. Like, nah. It's not worth it. Well, yeah. I mean, to your point. Stress is the big killer. Hell yeah, it is. It releases cortisol in your body, and that's what fucks up your heart and yeah, your blood what... pressure and leads it more likely to have heart attacks and strokes. And um, That's why people need to smoke weed and chill out. Drinking don't help it. Drinking causes what's worse for it. Well, I, I tend to agree with that, yeah. I, and when I say I tend to agree with that, let me rephrase it. I do agree with that um, as a, as a long-time smoker. But uh, but here's a, here's what I think. There's always multiple factors uh, in a situation that contribute to something. And so, number one, I think it it's um, it depends on where you're living at. So here in the city of Chicago, it's a very densely populated area. Um, it's sensory overload all the time, right? We got the airport, motherfucking cars flying here and there. People are walking out. Fucking people are coming out. Fucking making turns right in front of you. And you have to take your chance because if you don't, motherfucking, you'll never be sitting there for 20 minutes. <laughs> and then the person behind you is getting pissed and they're honking. And then you got your cell phone going off and fucking bang, 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 bang. It's a constant assault to your senses. So mm-hmm. that's number one. But if you go to fucking Indiana or maybe like Wisconsin where I go, it's a different story. In fact, they think you're an asshole if you're fucking stressing them or if you're coming at them too quick. Like if you go to some of these other Midwestern states or maybe in the South, you better check your fucking your speed and your tone like they they move a little bit more slowly and they and it's for the best but and then another thing so i think it's location affects that and then also age and mm-hmm. um for a long time i was killing myself and, and stressing myself with this business because i'm going on six years now may will be my six year anniversary anniversary was may 2016 i started my own firm and uh you know i was building business and it takes a lot of hard work and networking mm, so it's not just it like doing the work and doing it well but then it is, it is a lot of work but then also like networking and building a business because i'm in real estate building law. your brand That's we're building the, the brand thing. and building yeah. your name yeah and um still doing the work well um and building relationships it's a relationship business and it all takes it's it's hard to gain relationships and it's easy to lose them mm-hmm. so you always have to be working hard and when i was younger it's i had more energy and shit and i feel like <laughs> I, I impress myself looking back on going to some of these events, dancing and fucking drinking and being home over the next day and still being able to get my work done, oh, which I cannot gosh. do anymore. No. I cannot do it. I have three assistants full-time who work in the office, and then my wife helps me as well, and right. I wouldn't be able to do it without them just no. because of the sheer volume of the business. 
And honestly, the, the thing that helped me, like, so I guess what I was going to say is that finally at age 37, I have now gotten to the point where I control my emotions more than they control me. Like, most of the Good. time. Yes, yes. That's I, awesome. Because they're like a drug, and it's easy to go down the path and yes. explore it. Rabbit hole, But it yeah. doesn't get you a lot of places, except for bad places, a lot of the time. Yes. But what I found... What helps me to control them a lot is, first of all, I don't have the energy for the drama anymore yes. or the, the negativity, focus, right? but I learned how to breathe properly. Yeah. So I started doing yoga like two, three years ago, and it teaches you how to like breathe in a strained position. Yeah. So you're like, you're not mentally stressed, but your body's like, right. you're, your body's you're fucking, stressed. You're, bad, yeah. you're, like, you're, you're like fucking up like this, you're balancing and shit. Yeah. And fucking the instructor will remind you, she's like, are you breathing right now? If not, you should be. If you're having trouble breathing, like if it's difficult to do it or you feel strained, you're probably working too hard. So like go mm. back down or ease up on the yeah, position, yeah. whatever. So that applies to all other stresses in life. And that's what I didn't realize when I was doing it at first. I was like, oh, okay. So I started doing my little breathing through my nose. I'm sitting there. Traffic doesn't stress me out anymore. Mm-hmm. Fucking a lot of this shit doesn't stress me out yeah. anymore. And the one thing I learned is not to let your first reaction be the one you go with to take a step back because most of the time the first one is the emotional reaction right away it's like it's a frustration or you know that in order to correct the situation you're gonna have to lift some weight we all carry these weights with us everything we do has weight to it whether it's physical weight or mental weight or both um so fucking you gotta conserve your energy as you get older like this and like as we do when you we don't, need to use it yeah exactly like save it for the important shit and or, same like with who you hang out with like you gotta oh, yeah. conserve it from people too because oh, yeah. some people will suck up that energy some people see you see that and they want to soak up some of it they do I mean energy vampires there, there's this I'll give you a copy of it it's it's um my dad, he used to read the Investor's Business Daily. And I, don't, I haven't heard much about them recently. I don't know if they're still a newspaper. If they are, it's probably only online. But they had this thing. It was called the Top 10 Secrets to Success. And they say at the top, we follow people who are successful in all paths of life for many years. And these are the 10 things we found that they all have in common. Number one is, like, be positive. Um, you know, always have a positive mindset and beware of a negative environment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll give you an example. The one day I'm in the ATM line. And Bank of America, they've been slipping. Um, I don't know what their deal is. The corporate bullshit is getting a little too much. They're cutting hours. They're, they're closing fucking locations without telling people in advance. They don't even put, like, a gone fishing sign on the window or something. Like, we'll be back in an hour. Like, none of that shit. So you don't know what to expect. You go there, fucking close. Like, oh, we were doing some deep cleaning for COVID or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Like, put a sign out. Like, let us know. People get mad. And they're getting ready to drive their car through the fucking doors just to get in there when they're locked. Because you don't know what's going on, right? So I've been starting to put my checks in the ATM, yeah. which I've always been reluctant to do because I had a realtor friend of mine, and he did that one time, and the fucking machine ate up his check, ate that motherfucker up, and he was stressing. He's like, dude, it was like seven, eight grand. He's like, I had bills due. He's like, I, was, I needed it to clear in a couple of days, so I was good to go. So I had to have him fucking reissue the check and blah, blah, blah. So I was always kind of like reluctant to do that. So I'm in the ATM line, um, and it's like in the middle of the day, and there's like a car or two behind me. And I hear somebody, like, complaining. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, there's three ATMs. I'm like, you could have maybe went to one of the other ones. Like, there's one parking lot has one, and then if you go back to the main building, there's two there. So this dude's on foot, and I can see him in my side view, and he's got his dog with him. He's got, like, a pit or, like, some kind of fucking dog. And he's like, 
He's like, really, man? He's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And like the old me would have waited and maybe pulled around and got behind him and fucking hit him with my car or some shit. But the new me was like, beware of a negative environment. So when the checks wouldn't fucking go through, they were feeding them back to me because sometimes it'll take like seven of them and the last two won't go in. I'm like, you know what? I'll come back another time. Because I'm like, I don't know what's up with this dude. He's got a fucking dog. The guy's on foot. I'm like, I'm in a compromised business round. I can barely open my fucking door or whatever. You know, maybe this motherfucker's got a gun. I don't know. So I left and I went back later. But that's like the awareness of that negative environment. And there's other good like yeah. things on there. Um, fucking whatever. Um, so I've been following that, been doing my breathing and just managing my emotions and my stress that way. And I'm proud of myself because my my dad was a fiery Irish dude. He had a fucking bad temper. Like he was zero to 60 in fucking two seconds like a goddamn Tesla or some shit, right? Like this motherfucker was fast with the anger, right? They, they, there wasn't too many problems with hard work or anger going south. Like when they wanted to get some done, and that's why I kind of like to your point earlier about like Fire, like coming down like a little more hard on these kids are fucking trying to fire them up right like we gotta fucking win the game we're in the fourth quarter we gotta you gotta give it your all to the last fucking seconds it's because hey, it, weeds, it. it probably weeds out the kids that shouldn't be there and fucking the ones who who do fucking you know what i mean you gotta you gotta balance it though you gotta you gotta reward them at the end or whatever you gotta balance it with praise as well yeah but, praise but not a trophy. But we got well, exactly. The nerfed up ass, like everybody gets a trophy. Praises, but not a trophy. Yo, if everybody gave a fucking got a trophy, you think they'd win when fucking Putin comes in and shit like that? Like, you gotta be fucking ready for that shit. You gotta want it. You gotta work really fucking hard for it. And the feelings, we need to teach kids how to deal with that shit. But it shouldn't be fucking in the middle of some important shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're gonna have to figure that out. There's a lot of changes. I feel. You know, maybe we'll get to that a little bit later on, but a lot of changes we need in America with curriculum and and we're probably teaching stuff we should and stuff we should like meditation, yoga, mental health, financial like, fucking mental literacy. Health. Like I mean, you know, back in the day it was religion for our parents. It was religion fixes everything. You yeah. go to God, you pray on it, and it gets better. And so our, I feel like our parents, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like our parents didn't believe in therapy. They didn't believe in mental health. It was, nope. nope. You kept crazy. that shit to yourself. Yeah, you kept you, that shit. You, you prayed fucking, on it. You got violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You no, it that's it. That's the devil, you know? Like, that's what it is. And, and it's like, you know, we're the generation that's, we're the generation that's really going to see the change. It's up to us to be the next older generation be like, all right, we believe in mental health. We believe it's important, you know, like. Like, what we're, you know, I don't know. I think that's what's going to happen. Like, you know, our generation doesn't believe in it. We believe in it. We're barely believing in it. That's the thing. We're barely believing in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is pretty cool, though. I really do think that our generation has found, like, meditation, yoga, all these things. And we need it to sorely, and it is on us to teach the next generation. And here's the thing. The, the next generation needs it. They they grew up in an interesting, really interesting times. And we kind of all went through it together, but we were old enough to, like, have a better mental framework to deal with it. And I always thought that, like, when I was younger, They're I had to... They're not a social generation. Well, in a different way than we not are. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they, you know, they're texting each other in the same room instead of talking shit, <laughs> weird shit like that. Little secretive motherfuckers. You're talking shit about your parent behind their back, you cocksucker. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, like... We, I always thought you have to kind of like talk down to kids, but the thing is, like, even from a young age, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
Like, you can reason with them. If you speak directly to them, they appreciate that and they respect it and they're eager. They want to learn because they want to do things right and they want you to respect them as well. And so I learned that, like, if you're just, like, nice and direct and, like, let them know that this is something that matters and then praise them when they do well and shit like that and give them positive reinforcement, like, they're usually good to go. And we we need to guide them because <clears throat> when I grew up, you know, if you turned on... I mean, to this day, so I think if you're just watching, like, the basic broadcasting, like, Channel 5 or 7, and you're listening to what happened in Chicago, they tell you, you know, there was a shooting, whatever. They don't tell you how to think about it necessarily. They'll show, you know, maybe the community activists and all this. So you still get the facts on, on places like that. But they've grown up in a generation of social media and fake news and all this bullshit. I don't trust the government. I don't trust the media, like, the, the big media and, like, online sources and I, I didn't I never really thought it would get that way but when I was younger I did and I don't anymore and I don't know if I ever will again quite honestly and that's the generation they grew up in and so that's why things like what we're doing right now is super important they can be part of the conversation they can listen in on it hear this different perspective learn new ways of thinking and talking and being and after all the shit with COVID they need it probably more than ever before in my opinion no yeah so red red wine Wait, I couldn't even sing that tune. Red, red wine. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know how it goes, whatever. I hear it. I hear it in my head, man. Red, red wine. I hear it. I can't get it. Beat, that Fuck. Beat, yeah. right? red, red, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're almost red, there. Red, red wine. <laughs> wine. Red, red, red. Yeah. Red, red wine. What kind of wine is that? What is that? Merlot? Uh, this one is. I got a Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon over there and a Merlot. I just keep it basic because I'm like, I don't need all this shit with, ooh, this has fruity hints of this and that and motherfucking all this bullshit in there. It's like, give me the one that tastes like coffee flavored coffee, whiskey flavored whiskey, wine flavored wine. That's the one that's mine. But the reason I started doing this shit actually is so, you know, like, some of the shit like what's been new with me um you know i've been exercising i've been doing the meditation yoga all that but uh i was at this southwest realty board meeting uh last week and they had um this lady who was actually one of the funeral directors over that Ferran and summit mm -hmm. and <clears throat> she's like you wouldn't think i would be talking about health and wellness because we're you know we're in the death <laughs> business but um but she gave this speech and she said you know the things that a lot of things I already knew you know, in order to live longer in the places where in the world where people do live longer is they eat right, they sleep right, they exercise right, they have social, so being social is very important, and they also drink a glass or two of red wine every day. And she says, uh, <laughs> she started telling me this shit, she's like, you know, we can scrub the cholesterol out of your arteries. And I don't know what she meant, like, you mean plaque or you mean like lower my cholesterol levels? But either way, she's a registered nurse. I'm yeah, like, you know, is, yeah. it's like, Fuck it. I mean, I'll, I'll do a little glass of wine because I wasn't even drinking for a long time. Like, last time we saw each other, I was still sober. I was doing, I did an extended sober October, and I didn't drink until the end of February. I was visiting my cousin in Wisconsin. He's a real man's man. I was like, let me raise a fucking glass with him. The guy's a war hero and shit like that. And fucking um, veteran. And uh, so I, I, I started then, but I've been going fucking, you know, soft in the paint or whatever. Yeah, like, with that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first hangover I had was fucking Friday this last week. After that off. friggin' uh, penny whistle or whatever the uh -huh. fuck. And I was like, ooh, I don't miss this shit at all. No. 
at yeah, all. No. Yeah, at all. No, and I'm like kind of like, those days are behind me. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. It didn't take much either. No. It didn't take it much. It doesn't take much. Not when you stop. I'm lucky I ate some McDonald's though before I went to bed. It fucking Ooh, put something else in my metabolism yeah. besides fucking booze. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. The one thing I regret not doing though is Dave Chappelle takes uh, glutathione, which is I think like a form of vitamin C, which apparently it gets depleted really quickly when you drink. So I took some the next day. I had a wedding to go to that night. Um, Marty Murray got married. Shout out to Murray and congratulations, Marty. Um, but uh, yeah, I fucking, I took some of that and it made me feel better. I took like a little nap before I fucking went and some of that glutathione when I got up and I was like, ooh, I'm ready to do this. Let's go step out on the south side, you know, and listen to some people with some Chicago accents, which there was plenty of, so I felt right at home. But um, speaking of which, I'm sitting there and it was like, we were at like a dead table. It was like me, my wife, and this dude, the other dude, Brian. I'm like, why well, ain't gonna forget this motherfucker's name? Because that's my name. But he was a cool ass dude. He's a police officer, and um, so I don't want to say what he does because I want to fucking, you know, whatever, yeah, throw that yeah, shit out yeah. there. But anyway, um, what was he telling me? He was like, dude, he's like, I live in fucking Mount Green, whatever, right by over there by Beverly. He's like, we didn't stop shit for COVID. He goes, fucking. He's like, from the beginning of COVID, we were all having parties at each other's houses. And he goes, a lot of the local bars, it looks like they're closed in the front and they'd be letting people in the back door. And I don't fucking blame them because like, you're taking people's business away. Like, let me tell you how these motherfuckers do. And I wasn't there for the Southside Parade this year, which is like against my religion, but I had a lot of work to catch up on. And I'd already been to the Forest Park one, which was the shit. You should go next year. Um, he, uh, he told me, and, and I heard this from a couple of sources now. The mayor and the governor were there, and they made it two blocks in the parade. They were getting booed, and people started throwing oh, shit yeah, at them. Oh, yeah, I heard they were getting booed. Yeah, I heard that. I don't agree with throwing shit at people, but they got booed and shit. And I'm like, wow. wow. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, I know somebody that went that told me the same thing. Uh, the they same they thing. left after, like, two blocks. They got down to 105th Street, and they got out of the parade, and I'm like, you know, it's a shame they got shit thrown at them, but at the same time, I quite honestly hope that they're both one-term um, politicians, you know? Um, they both let them fucking destroy the city and shit when fucking, uh, you know, Antifa shit was going on. Mm -hmm. In the name of peaceful, peaceful protest, fucking destroyed the city on us and shit like that. We're still feeling those repercussions. A lot of businesses want to leave there and shit. People don't feel safe going down there either. And the police are limited in what they can do, you know? I got a buddy who works down there. He's like, dude, he's like, they'll do like flash mob shit. And he's like, they'll start beating each other's ass right over by the bean and shit. And he's like, sometimes I have to stand back and watch. And then let's say fucking get out of their systems for a while. And then we try to bust them or whatever. But it's kind of crazy shit that's going on in the world. We got to fucking. I mean, everything's crazy everywhere, man. You know, everything's crazy there. But there's, I mean, shit, look at Ukraine. You know, there's, there's, there's war everywhere. There's peace at home. There's war. You can't have peace without war, and you can't have war without peace. So, like, everything's all jacked up everywhere. I feel like it's more jacked up because, like you said, the Internet is just, like, it's it's feeding people's minds. Like, you know, like, kids are watching things, like, uh, supposed to be something funny on TV, and it's a fucking commercial for something crazy advertisement, you know? So I feel like all that shit's wild. Yeah, the the part that saddens me is that, you know, I feel like we can do better, and I feel like oh, yeah, we, we are better than that. But I just feel like you and I sitting here right now, do we want any of that shit? 
Like, I need this war. I need this violence in the streets. I need that shit that's going on over there. Absolutely not. And I don't want it for other people either. The problem is the the distribution of resources and wealth is in the hands of the few. And the power in the few and the politicians, and they're all in bed with each other. And what they say goes, and it's in their interest to fucking keep us divided, keep us fighting, keep us killing each other, and keep that power struggle going all the time. And um, it's not in our interest, though. And I just hope that, you know, it's, it's funny because they know that the Internet's a threat and they were slow to react at it at first, right? Yeah, like, they were. They were for they a long really time. Hey, okay, are you have you watched the Tommy and Pamela Anderson Lee documentary? That little show that they have on FX or Hulu? No, uh, like currently, like they're yeah, currently like, doing it now. Like, like Seth Rogen's in it? No. It's like a documentary. You gotta watch it, man. It's a it's, movie or a series? It's a series. It's okay. like what, about their sex tape. Yeah, I think I saw an advertisement. Oh my god, I'm only I'm not gonna do a spoiler alert. I'm only bringing it up because it's about the internet. It's like deeper than that. It's not just about the sex tape, but it's talking about how the internet has changed. Cause there was it was deeper issues into that. It was like about like copyrighted, who owned it, how could they distribute it. This is when the World Wide Web was barely taking off. You know, so like, yeah. To your point is that the internet definitely changed the game for sure for a lot of things, and like you said, like politics. And all that is definitely another way to use it. Yeah, it it, it is. And the thing is that it empowers people, mm-hmm. like social media mm-hmm. and broadcasting and open source broadcasting, like what I used to do, this podcast and shit, like to speak freely. There's a lot of places we can't do that in the world, but we have that here. We still, thank God, we still have it. Who knows? You know, they're trying to take it away. But it, it, it leveled the playing field and now they're trying to combat that with censorship and all this and these big companies are working in lockstep with the government to the point where they may as well be the government so you know as an american who believes in extreme freedom you know i believe they're gonna have to they're gonna have to step in some way or another we're gonna have to start banding together like what i was thinking is for places like twitter and shit they fucking cut people off like i feel like celebrities need to form like a union or something where we're like we're gonna use our leverage and the reason you're getting all those advertising dollars is because we're on your platform and if you're going to fucking censor people and shit... Do you think they're going to try to censor more things? Yeah. Maybe, but I'm saying they should go... They'll use that leverage to go somewhere else. Like, if you got these people who have millions of followers and shit, and those are the reasons all that ad revenue is coming in there, like, well, fuck you. We'll go together instead of Twitter, or we'll go to this site or whatever. Yeah. Places where it's, like, kind of like the Wild Wild West or whatever. You can say whatever the fuck you want, which you should be able to do. Mm-hmm. Combat bad speech with good speech, I feel. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it has been bad. I put a... I put a song about COVID on YouTube and it got pulled within really? one hour and they called it medical misinformation. Really? Yeah, it was just, it was just like a, it's artistic expression. Yeah. I just made a little rap song was fucking, I don't want to repeat the lyrics in here because yeah, they might pull yeah, this or whatever, yeah. but it was like riding clean freedom of choice. And, um, they pulled it off of YouTube and, uh, so, uh, it was part of the podcast. It was actually the intro because I did the rap song at the beginning, the wow. whole fucking thing. So I had to edit it off and then re-upload the video just to have the rest of the podcast. And I didn't want to lose, you know, I wanted to salvage all that footage or whatever. So that's the kind of shit that's going on now. Um, so, you know, it, you don't realize how valuable the freedom of speech is, but they know it. And that's why they're trying to take it away. And there's all sorts of shit they're trying to do now. Um, they're, they're trying to do something now with America in, in some of the other countries in the G7 that would be similar to the social credit scores they have in China. Do you know about that? I've, you know what? I've heard about this, but I didn't think it was like a real, real thing. Oh, it's thing. real. It's 100% real. Really? That's how they control their people over there. So, so here's what they do in China, apparently. They have a social credit score, so it's similar to kind of like a credit card like you would have here. If you fuck up, you don't pay your bills. 
you you can get your credit score lowered. So over there, the social credit score is if you say something bad about the government or you do something they don't like, they'll lower your social credit score. So next time you try to go to the discotheque or the restaurant you want to go to a nice one, and you're trying to come in there like, uh, sir, no like, sorry, way. You like, know your, your credit score is too low, you can't come in here. I swear you. You know what? This reminds me of an episode of that show on Netflix. Have you seen that show? It's like a weirdest show where they do weird shit, and I know I'm not making sense. I'm a little bit high, but there's this show. Is, is it? Oh, what's the name of the show? Is it called The Black Hole? Is that show? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I've heard. And of like, there's an episode where this girl is a social like. It's like she gets rated like Uber, like, but it's about her. So like, and the lower it gets, the worse the car she gets. The worse like. If she has a bad attitude, oh, you went down to four ratings. And, like, what? That's what they and, do to people. And it's, like, this show that everybody's, like, you know, there's based on, it's, like, a sci-fi, but they're, like, you know, there's some truth in this sci-fi. Well, they're talking about doing it here now, so they're talking about, but they're, not, but they're not calling it. Who's talking about that? Where am I? Where so have I been? The Where did you hear this at? The, um, I was listening to... I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. I don't want to mispronounce his name or say it wrong. Oh, my God. But he was on social credit score. He was on uh, Rogan Podcast, and what he was saying is the G7 announced recently, and we could, we'd have to do more research on the news articles on this, but they announced um, basically what would amount to a social credit score through programmable digital or uh, cryptocurrency. So, like, the government is kind of feeling threatened by like losing their power to cryptocurrency and the internet and all these things that are free that have decentralized power in the hands of the few and these big media outlets who used to control everything. So they're talking about now programmable digital cryptocurrency. So originally my understanding of cryptocurrency is it was put in place by whoever the hell it was and invented Bitcoin and all this in case the dollar collapsed or yes. any other yes. any so other they would have a stable form of currency that is still objectively worth something because everybody's agreed to like get involved in it or whatever everybody's invested in it will take it as legal tender and the government now is like instead of regulating it like they might make their own but it's programmable so like let's say you do something that they don't like they can program it where you can only use it on certain things or if you piss off your employer when they pay you they can fucking make it only like you can only buy food with this. You can only buy this. You can, you can only buy certain kinds nah. of shit because it's programmable. Where you can, it's almost like a food voucher then, instead of like a, or whatever. Like I'm not saying it's that extreme, but it could be used that way. And all the things with power is a slippery slope, right? The mo it's so hard. Once it's taken away, it's so hard to get it back. You gotta like, and you know, I'm not only like to quote Trump or whatever, but fucking, you gotta fight like hell to get it back, right? So fucking, that's. They're talking about that's a possibility, but they don't want to call it a social credit score because they know it already has that stigma because we know about it from China. We're like, we don't want to be like them, and they know that, so they're calling it, they're going to use it through currency instead. So. Wow, that's crazy. Possibly. It sounds like the Black Mirror episode. That's what Just it's called, Black Mirror. No. Black Mirror. Black Mirror, that's the show, episode. right? Episode, yep. Coming to America, that's, or something like this. Black Mirror episode is coming to life in China. <laughs> Oh, man, watch that show. That's funny. It's on Netflix? Yeah. So uh, early on, we said that we were going to talk about sacrifice, like mm -hmm. to do what we do. Yes. So tell us about that. Man, sacrifice. Uh, you know, I 
you don't I guess you don't really don't know what it when when you start going after what you really want in life you know like everybody has a dream everybody has a goal or and if you don't you do you just don't want to admit it you know like I know when we were kids I'm sure you probably always dreamt of being a rapper or an artist you know like there's always that little kid in you that has that dream and for me it was always somehow being a performer you know um, and making things really believing in yourself is one thing and then when you believe in yourself and then you have to work on your craft or whatever it is you're doing you have to make sacrifices you know like uh, creating my own like company and like you've created your own company you've made sacrifices for six years right you've been doing this for six years and it's like what do you you have to decide all right does if I make this choice is this going towards my career? Is this going towards my future? Or is this going towards just right now? And a lot of times it's usually for the future, right? You're trying to invest in yourself and the sacrifice you make is like you might not have time to see your family. You might not have time to see your friends. You might not have time to go somewhere. And it can come off as selfish, you know? And I, I feel like that's what you, that's the sacrifice. The sacrifice when it comes to chasing your dreams is you come off as selfish. and. That's not it. Like, I think it's, I think you kind of need to be a little selfish, but it's when you're doing good for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? I don't know. Like, that's just how I feel. I feel like you don't realize what you do until you look back and be like, damn, I guess I am really putting my all into something. But who who better to put it in than yourself, right? Yeah, I, um... I made the decision recently to be like super guarded with my time and what I do because I know the older I get, the quicker a day goes by, like those like eight, nine hours and shit. And before you know it, it's time for bed and you're like, fuck, you know, yeah. I'm tired. And like, what am I going to do? Stay up late and then feel like complete shit tomorrow? I can't do it no, anymore. Back in the day, that. when I first started this business, sometimes I'd stay up to like three, four in the morning or I'd stay up all could. night and then go start working again the next day, go to a closing at 9 a.m. and shit. And I, I can't do it anymore, and I don't want to. And that's why I know I have to be more jealous, more guarding of my time, more vigilant. Time management. Hell yeah. I feel like that's super number one sacrifice is learning how to manage your time. On the priorities, yeah. the things you care about yes. the most. And what I'm trying to do now is I feel like, you know, my mom's aging and her health's not the greatest. And my brother had reminded me a couple of times recently, and it did sink in. He's like, you know what, she had these couple strokes a few years ago, and she's changed. You know, her motivation ain't the same. She doesn't take care of herself the way she used to just because of the way the stroke affected right. her brain. So he's like, you got to enjoy these times with her now while she's here now. And he's like, sit down, talk with her, laugh with her, ask her stuff, talk about the past. And I literally, like, I started bringing out my notebook, and I was asking her about family in Canada and Ireland. And I'm going to start asking her about, like, I know the, the general story of how yeah. she grew up and how she moved here to Chicago and all this, but I want to memorialize it and that way i have a story to tell yeah. and you know because my dad when he went to the grave in 2013 lord rest his irish soul and there were some things that he took with him that i didn't get to ask him about and i wish i could have and you know at the time i was in law school it was my third year of law school it was tough yeah but i don't i'm going to include my family more in the sacrifice right. than i used to because when you're younger you know it's glitz glamour new things in life it's the new stuff out there you want to try it all and that's been out of my system for a minute. In fact, you know, I, I care about it less and less. And I care more about it when I sleep and then just doing stuff like this, this project, you know, yeah. passion project, the podcast. I'm working on the rap album. I want to have that out before the end of the year. Uh, if, if possible, it's, it's going to take a time to get in the studio and put it all on beats and everything. 
and get the right beats and get that all tuned uh, uh, dialed in. But but my mom, you know, my family, because the sacrifice at the end of the day, you got to make it for stuff that you want. It's not. That's why I'm glad, you know, at least in my own business, like I sacrifice a lot for the clients. That kind of sucks, you know, in terms of like I'm doing all this for other people and it's a quick paycheck and then. You know, it's a thankless thing. Like they want more and more from you, but it's like you're paying me a flat rate fee. I'm not, I'm not billing for my time over and over again. But they think you're like always there, so like you have to help them out because you helped them once. And it's like I try because I'm a good guy, but I have to be very limited with that. Um, so yeah, as far as sacrifice goes, I'm gonna really limit the things that I do and just really be guarded my time so I can be successful with the things I really want to be. And it is what it is. Yeah. I've been out with my friends. I've given them a million memories. They've given me the same thing. So it's like, if I don't see you soon, you know, it's only going to be the best, the few, the best that I do, you know. And just another thing is scheduling shit, too. Yeah. Like, one of my college professors, I can't remember what, it was some kind of sociology class or some shit. And he's saying, like, with your family, with your relationship and shit, like like your wife or your husband or whatever, you um, you got to take time. You got to make time to take time. Like, mm-hmm. You gotta like this is what we're doing this is when we're doing it because yeah. if you live that spontaneous lifestyle all the time you don't get home and then by that time it's too late to spend time or you know you didn't plan it out and then you don't know i'm doing shit like it's a fast-paced life we live and if you don't put that shit on the calendar and stick to it and like know what it is you know put it down in the first place and then make the plans to actually do it time will pass you by and it'll be it'll be too late and the shit will get away from you and I feel bad, too. Like, my uncle died in Canada of fucking coronavirus in a nursing home. And I was planning on seeing him. I hadn't seen him since my dad died. He came in. Him and the family came in here for my dad's uh, wake and funeral. And uh, I wish that I had seen him, you know, before he passed, you know. Yeah. So, but sacrificing in the right ways, I feel, you know, for what really matters. Yeah, that's you. true. Yeah, I mean, it's just time management, knowing what's what really matters and knowing that man biggest thing is sleep like you are right sleep is so important to me like i hate being up late unless i have to be and and that's funny because i'll take naps i'll take little naps. i'll take a 10 minute nap i'll do what i gotta do but time is everything you don't get a lot of time and that's why i think like i focus a lot on just getting the shit done like i have a list i always have a list of what i gotta do do you write a list do you have some type of yeah. Structure. I feel like you gotta have structure. With time management, you gotta have structure. I have three things. You gotta be disciplined too. That's another thing. Like you gotta be disciplined as hell when it comes to sacrificing. Well, the word discipline to me, I equate it with like work, yeah. and I feel like you don't have to like work to the point of exhaustion necessarily, but no. you have to work consistently. Yeah. You have to communicate with the things that you're working on, and keep like let them bounce into your mind, and then you bounce off of them. It's like a conversation. So. I do a journal to recount what I've done, what I've been through, and how I feel about it, which keeps my memory sharp, I feel, and it allows me to, like, express myself and give me something to look back on at the end of the day. And I just started doing it now. I regret so much, girl, not fucking doing it, like, throughout since my teen years, probably. I wish I had chronicled my life so I could look back on it and, like, write a book or something, and I did it. It Well, you know what I mean? Like, I could have. still do it. Kind of, but I don't. Like, the people who kept journals can literally do it to, like, the T, because even if you didn't write, like, every specific, reading the journal entry brings you back to the date and who was there and what you did and how you felt about it. 
Um, so I do a journal. I do a calendar planner. So I have one. I like to keep mine like a weekly one. So I see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It has like a big month or whatever, but I just use that to kind of see what days fall on what. And I just plan out my week. I schedule. I do all this shit. Um, I plan. I put things down up ahead. And then the last one is just a notebook where I write down my things to do lists and things that I want to come back to and shit like that. So at least, like my friend. So Vince, you got a map. You got a map. A map. You got to do right. Something you can come back and reference. Yeah. Like my my guy Vince, he always said, the faintest of ink is stronger than the strongest memory. And so that's why he's saying like the importance of writing some shit down. Yeah. So I do all three of those things now. Yeah, I like that. And you mentioned too, um, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Oh my god, I think that's very important. And anything you do, like I used to be, okay, for example, like I used to like run a lot, like do cardio, and I got into weight training more, weight lifting, and I didn't want to, and I, I like it more. And I felt weird doing it, you know, like I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm really tiny. Like I, my physique isn't like a bodybuilder, I'm not big like that at all, I'm just tiny, but you know, I just, I felt like I'm like the more body for the runner type, you know. So I didn't, I was self-conscious with lifting weights for a while because I was just like, ah, I got little long arm, dangling arms. I shouldn't be lifting weights, but it felt it feels good to like challenge myself and like lift heavier weights, and and not just with that, but also like in comedy too. You know, like uh, trying out different crowds. You know, getting booked for different areas. You know, stepping out of what I'm used to. You know, that's fun. That's, that's always fun because you don't know how good you are until you go somewhere else, you know. So that's definitely important. Open mics are important, testing out new material. Um, just kind of like just throwing it out there, just seeing, just saying the joke, throw it out there and see how it, people receive it. And some people might not take it good, and that's okay. It's just how you deal with it, right? Do you get mad or do you go back and rework the joke? And that's the whole point of stepping out of your comfort zone is seeing what works and what doesn't work. And how to react to it. Yeah, um, I try to like, I'm not like, I'm kind of a comedian without being one because I just try to be funny and make people laugh and like do that when I give speeches or when I talk to people. And I feel like if you buy stock in yourself and you're confident in what you're doing, like, I think you can almost lead people into like liking what you're saying or laughing at it if you're like, kind of laughing or smiling while you're doing it because they know what's about to fucking be said is kind of funny you know if you can get them like fucking hop on the train with you to ride to that destination like that's what i try to do you know what i mean or just hit them with some shit by surprise and then if you get them to laugh then really fucking go for it at that time um another thing that i really learned how to do when i'm like giving speeches or just talking in front of people is like try not to walk over your laughs you know like ride it out a little bit like, when you hear it going, like, you know, unless you're on, like, one of those nonstop things where you really have them busting their bellies or whatever, just, like, let it sink in for a moment and then fucking really go for it. Um, but, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, they say people's number one fear is public speaking. But for me, somehow I combated that by... Like, I feel like when I'm speaking in public... They say number one fear is public speaking. Over death. Really? Who said this? Did you look this up online? It's, what credible source did you get? Because all mean, the ones don't you don't listen to anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, it's something I've heard. But, but yeah, yeah, no. Over I, death. Yeah. 
Like, uh, for if me, you, my number one fear is heights. Uh-uh, I don't like roller coasters. Scary. Fuck that. When I'll I was young, mountain, I used to. But I won't go on a roller coaster. For sure. Wait, so they said the number one fear is... Public speaking. People, it's just... It's something that most people don't do all the really? time. It's not part of their job. It's part of, like... And I think they feel like they're being judged, and that weight is too much to deal with while they're speaking. Um, and there's things they can't ignore. But for me, what I feel is like when I'm speaking to a crowd, I'm in control. And I'm like in control of the direction of where things are going. Listening is more of a passive activity. So like I feel like, you know, you see a bunch of motherfuckers and they're just sitting out there and they're looking at you. It's like they're just sitting back chilling. Like you are the one who are going to have to direct all this and do it. But that's the power dynamic is in your favor then because they're just doing something where they're sitting back chilling. And then the thing is like for a comedy show, like – what are they doing there? Like, if they're in a club or they know it was a comedy show that night, they're there because they want to fucking right. laugh. Right. So all you got to do is do what you, they already want to do anyway, what they're there to do, you know? Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, people get so scared, like, you know, in college speech class and shit. I remember people were telling me, like, I don't normally do this, but I guess we have to as part of class and shit. Like, it's just, you're in control. And then if somebody is fucking rude to you while you're doing it, they're the ones who look like an asshole yeah. because people know how hard it is because they're afraid to go yeah, do the public yeah, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you really want to guilt trip them, if you get somebody who fucking does that shit next time, be like, do you know how hard it is to get up here and do what I did? And in front of all these people, you're going to do this to me. Shame on you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, shame on your ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Help me out. Shame this motherfucker. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, you, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You don't, you don't grow without it. You won't grow without it. And you don't know how good you are until you go other places. For sure. You know, or, or and how bad you are. You know, it's either or. You know, it can go both ways. Just make sure you got enough weed to get through it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you got to have a little fuel for the fire no, no matter what it is. hell yes, you do. Hell yeah. You know what? Uh, it would be cool to uh, to check you out one time when you go out of state like that. Like, next time. Like, mm-hmm. you said it wasn't even that far of a drive in Indiana where you went, right? No, no, it wasn't that far. But yeah, I have a couple of shows coming up. I've got in-state. I've got next week, Thursday, I'm at, um, in, uh, in Berwyn. Uh, Remax Partners in yes. Berwyn, Team Luis Ortiz and Sandra Diaz. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be there, and I'm actually I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna promote it. I'm gonna tell other people to go too. Yeah, it'll be a good time. You'll get a decent turnout. Time. Yeah, it's my first time there working with them, so that'll be fun. Um, come on through, and then the 26th next week as well. Next weekend I'm at Fergie and Fonz at the Good Vibe Comedy Show. What day? The 26th. Is that a Saturday? That's a Saturday. I think I'll be there for that too. Are you you're just hosting or are you doing a set? I'm hosting, but Thursday I'm doing a set. Um, I got a couple of things. April 16th is going to be my B-Day show. I'm throwing that out there. But uh, One more time, what day? April 16th. April 16th. Yeah, yeah. April 16th. Hopefully I'm clear that day. Where's the show at? It's going to be at Fergie's. Oh, at Fergie's? Yeah, yeah. You got a couple other people coming through with some sets? Yeah, 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 yep, I do. I got, yeah, I got a couple of things coming up. So yeah, for sure, you know, you know, everybody just uh, follow me over there on Instagram at I am funny ha. I am funny ha. Just, I just wanted to plug that real quick so you can follow me there. Uh, you ain't gonna remember all the dates and the names of the shows that I'm throwing out there. So definitely, I will. definitely follow me on Instagram. But yeah, Brian will. He's got a great, great um, memory. I don't. <laughs> well, I feel like we. 
not fell out of touch, but you were texting me more of your shows, I think, when we were when we had the last podcast. Yeah. Text me the flyers, text me that stuff so yeah, I can throw it on my story oh, yeah, or I can do a post on my page just to kind of spread it out there. Um, because this podcast itself has helped me connect a lot of people yeah. together. Yeah. Um, like I connected my friend Tilso with my friend Sandra, who now you're connected yeah, with. And I was getting yeah. ready to connect you with That's her too because crazy. they do those things at the brokerage. And I feel like... They might have you back like twice a year from now on if they like you, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It's just, uh, you know, man, it's just, it's good. Everything's good. Everything's well, glad to hear. Let me t- look, take a quick look through my notes and see if there's anything else that we should mention. Um, we covered a lot of it without even like having a look at this shit. I made a bunch of notes, thinking like, fuck, like let's get through some shit. Um, Cause it just flows like water, y'all. It just flows like water. That's how we talk. We talk chill. We're chill. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I keep looking at your Girl Scout cookies. I don't know why. I've been eyeing them the whole time. They're not here. even mine, and the reason they're sitting there no, is I was trying to give them back. I I know. It's just I just be like, damn. He's got all this liquor, but them Girl Scout cookies are up there, yo. You can't see them in the camera view, but I'm actually gonna let you have some. <laughs> no, no. Cause they're just, my father-in-law's, I'm and he's good. taking some shit too. No, I'm so good. I just goes. got the munchies, y'all. That's it. I just got the munchies hard right now. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. I just got the munchies in the cotton mouth real bad. <laughs> well, it flowed really well, and that's that's the way I like to do these, quite honestly. Like, people are like, how do you do some, how do you talk for like an hour, two hours? And then every time I have somebody on here, they're like, it went by like it was like, like that. You know what I mean? They're like, I can't even believe how fast. Quick, yeah, oh my God, yeah. I'm hearing these airplanes. Yeah, the funny thing is, they can barely hear it in the, uh, in the recording, because... Really? Uh, there's actually a lot of shit. Like, we have tenants upstairs. I could hear the kids kind of moving around. That won't be picked up. And then I heard some people talking outside earlier, and I don't think they picked up either. And the reason for that is I got some some uh, audio filters on there that keep it out. It only f- it gets the most powerful direct ones and that low-cut shit in the back is cut out. fancy, y'all. This is some fancy stuff. No, I, just, I try. It's nice. I like your setup. It just reminds me of I'm going uh, I'm going out of I'm going on a trip in two weeks. Uh, the airplanes remind me of that. Like I'm like, oh my god. You're already thinking. Yep. Here I go, going out of the country. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to Colombia. I'm going to Medellin. Nice. First time. Yeah. So. On your own? Do you have I'm family going with? Nope. I'm going with a friend. One of my buddies. We're gonna go first time. So. Shit, let me know what it is. Yeah. Next time you're on, you have to tell us about I know, it. I know, I do. I, I'm like, it'll be interesting. I just want to go to, like, the jungle and hang out. You know, <laughs> like, go check it out. I want to see what's out there. But it's interesting. Well, be careful. Yeah. I mean, I think you're good there, but in a lot of places you go, like, if you say the wrong shit, you might not come back. Like, that fucking girl, Brittany Griner from the WNBA, is detained in Russia right now because they caught her with a fucking vape pen and her fucking, her weed pen and her <laughs> luggage. And who knows when she's going to get out? Because, like... Yeah. We're at war, and they know fucking when we put the screws to fucking Russia with all those sanctions, and they know we've been sending aid to Ukraine. Brittany might be a fucking prisoner of war, goddammit. That is, and you know what's crazy? Free Brittany. Is there, yeah, free Brittany. She had nothing to do with your shit, Putin. Yeah. Dirty motherfucker. I will say that that is fucked up that it's not getting as enough coverage as it should be. Like, that whole thing, they're not talking about it as much. 
Well, that's why we got to talk about it. Spread the word. That's what I'm. Yeah, we we do need to talk about it because like it's weed first off, and you know she's been over there so many times in Russia. She's been a player over there. Like that's a whole issue in itself, and that's messed up. That nothing's being done about it. So. Mm-mm. Well, we'll keep on speaking about it and just hope that um that she'll get out because this is the worst possible time for this to happen. If this happened in peace times, we'd probably you know the diplomats would be talking to each other, the president would probably make a call. But she's like fucking caught in the middle of all the shit that's going on right now, and it's very scary because we've seen it time and time again. North Korea, for some reason, don't be a dumbass American. Like there's some places you don't really need to see with your own eyes. Yeah. Um, I think China, Colombia is okay. okay to go. Too. I think Colombia is good. I think med- I think they're medically legal cannabis over there, if I'm not mistaken. How could they not have like legal cannabis there? Aren't they like the cocaine capital of the world? They are. I'm pretty sure a little bit of cocaine is legal too. I don't know. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's legal, but I know they I sell the shit. I thought I saw that on Google. I don't like Pablo Escobar and Narcos. Look, I don't and all judge shit. people, but that ain't my cup of tea. You know, it's funny. Cause I hear you. My cousin's like, oh my god, you're gonna go out there. What are you gonna try? You're gonna try what they're known for? I'm like, what's that? He's like, cocaine. I'm like, no, I'll try the cocaine. Coffee. I like Colombian coffee. I'm a coffee person all day. Well, but I no, think not into that. I'll stick into my coffee and my weed gummies. It might be more pure there because a lot of time, by the time you get it here, it's caught in with other shit just so they can sell oh, more. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's so. pure, but I want to feel my face. <laughs> I can feel my yeah, face uh-oh, when I'm with you. No, 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 oh, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good, yeah. But there's like a mountain thing we want to go climbing that's going to be fun. And um, like a little Pablo Escobar tour, you know, go to his grave and go see where he got shot up at you know that's gonna be fun so yeah you know like i think yeah i love traveling i think it's important like so that's the thing okay you know sacrifice yeah you gotta find time to sacrifice but you also gotta find time to sacrifice time for yourself from working from your for yourself right like you know owning your own business you're constantly working for yourself you're constantly doing for yourself and others but you also i think i've learned more it's okay to learn to be like, hey, I'm not doing shit right now. I'm going to take a week off or two days off or this, this hour off for myself right now. Because that's just as important as working for yourself. You also got to let yourself decompress. Yeah, you do. It's... That's part of the sacrifice. You got to learn when to decompress without anything. Because I, I think, like you said, you know, I think that's an issue is that we don't know how to decompress as a society. We don't know how to just... Most people really aren't allowed to decompress because of this nasty combination of things that we live in. Mm-hmm. Number one, wages aren't super high. Yep. Oh, no. Some people have one, two, or even three jobs mm-hmm. just to support their family to make ends meet, and they're not getting ahead. They're just getting by. And we live on debt. So you, you work for your employer, and you work for the bank or whoever loaned you the fucking money. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get away from that, and you always feel that guilt of like kind of pulling you mm-hmm. back. They say that... I read a statistic, I don't remember where at, but it was, you have to be out of town for like three, four days before you even fully adjusted to the being, the relaxation of being in a new what? place three and kind of chill out. Days? Yeah, that's really? why like, if you're going to do a short trip just to kind of decompress, like you can go like, we sometimes go out to Geneva, Illinois, or like different places that are not yeah, too yeah. far away, just to kind of like, you know, and it really helps. But like, if you're doing a longer term vacation, like or some place where you've never been before, you really need to be there like you know, a few days to, 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 to really get settled in and yeah. get used to it's the feeling true. of being away yeah. and the new place to really adjust to it. 
um so well that's cool i mean next take a bunch of pictures yeah take some footage yeah bring back some stories with you to tell when you come back and um we can find you uh we can see you at remax partners in berwin this coming thursday uh that is thursday the let me open up my calendar 24th Thursday, the 24th of March, REMAX Partners, Berlin. For all my friends from REMAX Partners, I'll see you all there Thursday night. I'm going to be there. Um, and then for those people who don't work with uh, for REMAX, um, think about stopping by anyway because Adriana's going to fucking... Yeah, how long is that? You doing 20 minutes, think, half hour? I think um, 10 to 15. Oh, 10 to 15? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so come on out, guys. It's going to be a good time, my first time. And then I also have my show, the 26th, the Good Vibe Comedy Show. At Fergie and Foz in Summit, in Summit yeah. Illinois, and that starts at? That starts at, the doors open at uh, 7. So. Showtime at 8? Yep. So you got an hour to get a little buzz mm -hmm. and uh, come on by for that. I believe I will be at that one too because yeah. there's no major UFC events or anything I'm hosting that night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Brian likes his fights, and that's cool. That's cool. You, you know, I've got plenty of things coming up lined up, like April. I've got, uh, I'm teaming up with this uh, friendly insurance group and we're throwing uh, comedy shows at senior homes right now. Good. Um, you know, they definitely need laughter. So I'm, uh, I'm you know, my production company, we're, we're hiring comedians for that. So, uh, you know, we'll be coming to a, a, a community center, a senior center to you soon in April. I've got three dates, but um, also have a, uh, I'll be at the Red Room at the end of April. I got a can a cannabis show coming up in April too. So yo, April's gonna be cracking. Well, your birthday show too. You said My April sixteenth, April sixteenth. That's a Saturday. And that's after Ian Foster. Yeah, I think that's Damn. the day before Easter. But um, that's probably gonna be a fundraiser that I always like to team up with something. So uh, stay tuned. Just stay tuned to my Instagram that I am funny, ha. Page Nana Rodriguez. Uh, you know Brian. I'll definitely text you all my stuff so you could check it out and post it. But, um, you know, keep supporting us, keep supporting this podcast, keep supporting comedy. And you guys, um, remember to focus and sacrifice and, and follow your dreams. Don't give up. It's never too late. You know, Brian had an awesome intro. I'm sure he's got an outro, a little something he could do, right? I have a, an outro, but it's not quite a rap. But you That's all right. We'll hit you with that I know that he's got something. I got one question for you uh, before we wrap it up. What's up? Um, you were working on a new room um, nearby on the south side over here, um, not too far away. In, in yeah, one of our I'm places. still working. That's still a work in progress. Yeah, um, okay. yes, it Very is. Cool yeah, it is still work in progress, and I, I should um, hopefully know pretty soon. Keep us updated with that. Yeah, I'll keep you guys up. I know it's it's like cold talk, right? I can't say anything yet, you know, guys. But I'm just, interested. Just I, know, I don't say shit to anybody. Just know I'm always working, and know that you know, just just know I'm always working. Just like Brian's always working on stuff, I'm always working on something. But when I do get the news and I find out, I'm I'm definitely coming back. We're talking about Columbia, and we'll talk about it for sure, Brian. For sure. Cool, cool. Well, uh, keep an eye on Adriana Nana Rodriguez. Uh, she'll be in a theater near you, and she'll be bringing funny people with her, too. So support all your local comics. Um, the, it's a mutual relationship. You support them, they support you, and everybody has a good time and laughs. Yes. So on that note, uh, this is something that I say at the end of every podcast. Uh, I've been able to get along with people of all races and genders in different places in my life by starting from a position of kindness and respect. And... With everything that's going on right now, um, we need to be kind to each other and respectful because I believe that it's 
not, you know, us versus us, it's us versus them, the powers that be and uh, all this division that they're trying to sow amongst us. So, you know, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Um, You know, you know, can I help you? Or, you know, how are you? Oh, you know, uh, hey, that's a really cool, you know, like shirt like you used to do back in the day when somebody's rocking that band shirt you mm -hmm. like or whatever. And just connect with people. It's it's yes. easy and we, we shouldn't lose that. And, uh, you know, good people, good people make each other good. And so be good to yourself and be good to your family and your friends and your community. And tune in next time to the Blessed Life University podcast. We love you. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Out. Peace. Peace. Be good. <laughs>